anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show where we are watching the films of Tom Cruise chronologically, in order, movie by movie, episode by episode, and it's a show that is real, fun, and inspiring. And we'll do it together. And we are doing it together. I am a host of this program. My name is Greg Shegel. I'm your other host, Chris Giruso. And we are joined for this episode to talk about the movie Lions for Lambs. Best one ever. By our pal from way back. We worked with him mm. back in, uh, in our Marvel Comics days. Yes. And he has moved on to a career in the candy world. Uh, of sorts. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. I <laughs> don't even know who he is. You don't even know who he is, but he's in the mix. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Jason Liebig, spelled Liebig, but pronounced Liebig. But pronounced Liebig. That's the German pronunciation, the second. It's like Liefeld pronounces it the other way. Sorry. Right. Not to bring him up right no, away. It's fine. Your favorite person in the world. You can bring him up as many times as you want. The for candy pe- world? Is that what he said? The candy world. For I, people, hold on. For people listening, he, he was talking about Rob Liefeld, comic, uh, famous comic book artist. An old friend of mine from way back. I'm sure he would agree. You told me he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that hurt my feelings. Hashtag but I, sarcasm. I don't want to talk about you know, no, we won't. feelings. We have, look, we're here to talk about Tom Cruise. Thank you. But Chris had a question. Yes. Candy. Tell me about the candy. Um... Yeah, I write a, you know, I'm the candy geek and I write about the history of candy and I brought candy in for you guys. Ooh. So, uh, but I track down like I'm sort of like the primary researcher of of candy history, you know. I've tracked down the guy who invented Skittles. I uh, What's his name? I'm not going to say that because I haven't written about it. Oh, okay. His first name is Stu. I'll tell, tell you that much. Sure. Stuart. Makes sense. Um, he's Stuart like, Kittles. <laughs> Stuart Kittles. Well, S. Kittles to you, sir. It's like when, a Batman villain. When is the Skittles entry going to go up on the block? I'm, I, I have not assembled all of the historical ephemera that I need to do Such that. words. Yes. That's okay. the kind of writing you'll get. You but s- there's other candy entries oh, on like that about, blog right there's now. There's about 560 where of can them. I, yeah. Where can I read all 560? Well, no, we, come on. We'll do plugs during the break. I, mean, I want to know right now. All right, collectingcandy.com. Yeah, that one. CollectingCandy.com? Yeah, Yeah. CollectingCandy.com. Now, I did bring you guys some unusual candies to start. I do like the sound of this. Before we get to the lambs and the lions. Or the lions lions and the lambs. I brought you guys. Oh, boy. From Australia, I brought you pineapple M&M's. Crikey. Pineapple M&M's. Just when I thought I'd seen every version of M&M there could be. You have not. I brought you, this is extremely special. Do you guys know what Vegemite is? Yeah, it's disgusting. Vegemite, the Vegemite sandwich I just, from I Network. only know it for, as a lyric in that song. Yes. I brought you a Cadbury Dairy Milk with Vegemite. Wow, that's disgusting. Oh, you're going to get to try it. I'll try it. Okay, good. And then I brought you stuff that's just normal because I brought you some Wonka candy because that's just normal, which well, is no longer Wonka. Hey, hey, you are what you eat, right? I have. Nerds. I have a reverse <laughs> gift for you. Uh-oh. Candy, candy King. Uh-oh. I, like I went to Canada. He's going to throw up on you. <laughs> I went to Canada and bought my favorite candy bar, possibly in the world. Coffee Crisp? No. no. Only available in Canada. I, have, I bought a bunch. So yeah. I'm giving you a full-size Anna Mini. Whoa. Of a Wonder Bar. Oh, the Wonder Bar. Do you know the Wonder Bar? Of course I do, yes. Straight out of my freezer. Like it. 
Ah, because it's got the little Viking helmet. That's my favorite yeah. feature of the Wonder Bar. I like the flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like you what like it, I like the taste of it. I don't usually taste them. <laughs> well, you could taste those. Now, do we want to eat these you candies put, now or save them for later? Up, can, I think we could save them for later. Okay, I think we'll that's enough candy talk for the moment. Don't you don't want you? us chewing on the like just ex- well, it would be more like since it's the Vegemite, it'd be like hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a party once. I had, I had a party once where I was making a bunch of different sandwiches. I made Vegemite sandwiches and I opted not to serve them because they were vile. Apologies for, to all the Australian listeners. Yes, for people who don't know what Vegemite is, I think I can properly describe it as a black protein spread. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. You no know, peanut butter is like oh, it's peanutty and buttery, no. and it's like you so spread it's, it. If so it's sweet. a protein spread, which I don't normally uh, associate with vegetables. Yes. Why is it called Vegeta at the beginning? That that suggests vegetables. It me. may be, uh, you know, actually it could be vegetably infused. Oh, well then that's perfect. Bring it on. Uh, yeah. It sounds very nutritious. Yeah, it sounds like something I would make up, <laughs> yeah. which is perfect. Yeah. Vegemite. Yeah. And what I'm concerned with the logo be, for no, Vegemite. It could be vegetable protein. Vegetable protein, sure. Which is, you know, what a lot of vegans and uh, vegetarians eat. Things like Satan. Satan? Satan. The Church of. Oh, Satan. Yeah, S-E-I-T-A-N. The Church of. What's the other one? What's the other one? (laughs) Controversy. What's the other fake protein? Oh, uh... Soylent? Soylent green. Yes. Soylent green? Yes. I prefer the red. Soylent red? Soylent red, yeah. It's so a delight. It's less a delight on the tongue. It's less bitter. <laughs> What's that made out <laughs> it's of? It's less bitter. Different What's people? That? Different people, yeah. <laughs> um thinner people. It's made out of vegans. Um Hey oh whoa. Beep, 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 beep. Doesn't this look like a gas station logo, like a sign from like the fifties? When he says this, he's talking about the Vegemite oh, logo yes. and yes. Yeah, sorry. Audio Vegemite man. logo looks people like people don't even know. Hey, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it was a it was an industrial <laughs> lubricant. Yeah. Which people found was, in Australia anyway, was delightful on toast. Although I should take a picture of the candy for the website. This stuff really helps the motors run. Imagine what it would do for, the in, for your insides. Why don't you put that on your bread? Only in Australia. That's not a great picture. I'll take another picture later. Yeah. <laughs> Photos. You know, for the website. For the website. Every now and again we throw a photo up. I like that. That's Once in good. a blue moon. People as, like as to see sh- what you look like. As a show note. As a show note. Single note. They can't just look at the picture of you guys in the car with Tom grinning at each other because they have to have more. They're hungry for more. Speaking of pictures. Yes. We're here to talk about a moving picture called Lions for Lambs. Starring Tom Cruise. Starring Tom. Starring a a veritable all-star cast. But before we talk about the movie, we like to do a thing now, Jason. Yes. That you haven't heard yet called Recap Battle. What? Here's how this works. Chris and I. You've heard of a rap battle. I have. This well, is going to be different than that. Yeah, okay. this is different than that. You're not going to bust or drop rhymes on me? Pa- who knows? You know, next episode, <laughs> maybe happened, we yeah. should. <laughs> they should rhyme it? Yeah, I'll rhyme the recap. So, Ooh. Chris and I have each separately prepared recapitulations of this movie uh, that we are going to read. Mm-hmm. You, as our guest, will judge whose recap reigns supreme and who is recapitated. Wow. Recap supreme and recapitated. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And I, I, you guys have your work cut out for you because this is I know. this movie, I believe, defies recapitulation. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, but by uh, all means, I'm trying to remember, Chris. I think you went first 
two episodes ago. I think I went first last time, so you will go first this time. All right. Uh, whenever you're ready to recap Let's go. Lions for Lambs. Let's go. Is there like music no. or something? Oh. <laughs> Senator Jasper Irving, played by Tom Cruise, wants liberal journalist Janine Roth, played by Meryl Streep, to write a story that says his military strategy for Afghanistan is a really good strategy. But Janine doesn't want to because she feels like she's being forced to write a propaganda piece. Meanwhile, Dr. Mal- Malley? Am I saying that right? I think I that's right. Played by Robert Redford is a college professor who wants his student Todd Hayes, played by Andrew Garfield, to quit being a slacker. So he tells Todd about two other students that he had. Those students are Arian Finch, played by Derek Luke, and Ernest Rodriguez, played by Michael Pena, who joined the Army and are part of the very, <laughs> the very military strategy described by Senator Irving, and they die. The end. That's very good. Compelling. That's very good. Stuff. Chris. That was my turn. Lions for lambs. Hold, hold on. <laughs> All right. That was a little sarcastic there. Like, <laughs> it's my fault <laughs> well, that uh, the movie went that way. My, now, my turn. Lions for lambs. A recap in 10 sentences. Oh. Some are longer than others. It's around 2007, and Republican Senator Jasper Irving, played by Tom Cruise, has scheduled a one-on-one interview with the reporter who called him the future of his party to talk about a new military operation in the war on terror. Two. That was one. Two. Meanwhile, that operation's already begun, and two soldiers are stranded and injured due to an intelligence error. Three. At the same time... A college poli-sci professor has a one-hour meeting with a slacker student he sees as having great potential. I think that's a large assumption you've made, but carry on. Four. The the reporter and senator hash out a bunch of stuff regarding the war on terror, mistakes the government made, and the press's culpability and failures on both sides. Number five. The professor and student argue as the professor wants the student to be active politically, and the student argues from the side of disillusionment and that the political system is broken and not worth engaging in. Six, the two soldiers surrounded by Taliban and waiting for a rescue, it turns out, were students of the professor and took the idea of engagement literally by joining the army, despite the professor's protestations. Seven, the reporter, shaken by the senator's efforts to use her and troops to further his own political career, has a crisis of conscience in her boss's office about this story, concerned it's just more propaganda. Eight, the soldiers die before they are rescued. Nine, the student needing to choose between a B grade but never going to class again or an A grade but needing to show up to every class, watches the news reporting on a celebrity nonsense as the news scroll below mentions the senator's military action. 10. A lot of platitudes and basic socio-political commentary are bandied about in what feels like a collection of plays written by a high school student, despite the A-list cast. End of recap. That last part wasn't more of a recap. It was more of a like a quickie review, wasn't it? It was an opinion piece. That was definitely, yeah, that moved into editorializing. I did, yeah. No, I did not know that Greg was going to come in and brag about how he kept his to 10 sentences. Mm. 10 long sentences. Yeah. However, <laughs> while you were on maybe five or six, sentence five or six, yeah. I was counting my sentences. For the record, eight, three. Nice. <laughs> Nice. 
Um, and I get to judge. You get to choose. All right. You can you can talk through your your criteria, what you're thinking. You know, I've I've been on a game show, so I understand. So I understand uh, speaking through my answers. Which game and, show? Uh, I was on Let's Ask America. I don't even know that game yeah. show. Was that on TV? <laughs> it was on TV. <laughs> um, it was hosted by the guy who used to be on Attack of the Show, Kevin uh, Kevin something Pereira. Yeah, lovely man, name. lovely yeah. man. Um, it was a bizarre experience. But did you win? Did I win? Um, I actually beat everybody and made it to the final round. Yeah. So but did you win the hearts and minds? I, I believe I did win the hearts yeah. and minds of the producers. So is the yeah. final round is just you against like the scoreboard? It's or something? me against Kevin the Pereira. final question where I have where I take the money I've got and I can gamble it. And I had earned at that point. I had earned. You can earn if you get every question right. You can earn up to ten thousand dollars. Oh my! I had earned six thousand dollars. Six thousand one hundred dollars. That's four thousand less. That has nothing to sneeze at. However, it's nothing to sneeze at. And for the last question is one question. You have a. It's a multiple choice from four. And it's one question, and it's basically these are family feud type questions. All right, and uh, and you can gamble however much you want of your six thousand dollars. In my case, so if I gambled three, get it right, I get three more thousand. If I get it wrong, I, I end up with three thousand less. Or you can do what they call in the final round going all in, which like means in poker terms, like in poker terms. And if you <laughs> but I think the show's hosted by Bill Bellamy now, and it's on the Game Show Network anyway. But anyway. Bill Bellamy, Bill star Bellamy. of, uh, what was that? MTV. Star, star of MTV. <laughs> yes. Star of MTV. So I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to go all in, right? Because if I go all in, oh, and if you go all in, the, the caveat is, obviously, you lose it all if you lose the question. But if you get it right by going all in, you get five times. Instead of two times, you get five times. Five so you get, get $30,000. I would end up with $30,000. 30K. 30K. Now, that's money I can do something That's with. That's tempting. That's tempting. So that's, I went all in. That's if you took $1,000. Yes. And then stacked that $1,000 bill yes. and put 30 of them. That's what that would be like. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Just imagine that, guys. I'm imagining it right now. That's like getting $1,000 for every day in September. 30 days has September. 30 days. I'm glad you knew that. I, I, were you winging it? Did you know there were only 30 days in September? Of course. That's okay. like getting $1,000 every day of October, but then on Halloween, you get you candy. Get to, you get to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how you bring it back. That's good. Yeah, I like thanks. it. I love callbacks. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I went in and, you know. It's like for 15 days straight, someone gives you $2,000. <laughs> or for 300 days straight, someone gives you $100 a day for 300 days. <laughs> That's almost an entire year. That's like if yeah. 65 days a year, you didn't get $100. And then someone gave you $30,000 one day. Yeah, one day on a leap year. Every yeah. four years. That's like 32 days in a row you get $1,000, but two of those days, randomly, you uh, somebody steals the money from you. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's but just $1,000. Yeah. Well, the 1000 you got that right. day. Yeah. That You're was not walking very, around with all of it. That was very similar to my experience. That was pretty much my experiment you've experienced to a T. Okay, so do you remember the question? I do remember the question. It was uh, The final question was... What's, uh, what are the things that a first-year fireman is stressed out about most of all? Probably fire. I'm going to say and, fire uh, is number one. And it was, uh, what, what were the, I'm trying to remember the answers that they gave. The, Let me uh, say, I'm going to say fire is number one. Two is being in the bathroom when the fire alarm goes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have won $30,000. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the other two would be, but I guess it was multiple choice. Yeah, it was multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
Was and that I, one of them? The bathroom thing? No, Damn. no, it wasn't. But it should have been. It should have been. I think one of them was reading your wife's mind. One of them was. Oh, and it was like a new father as well. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on. <laughs> that reading your wife's mind is a thing that firemen stress about. Well, apparently, yeah. You know what? That was the goddamned answer. Are they are they concerned that their wife <laughs> do firemen go more? do firemen go through like like uh what do you call that uh, <laughs> the ringer <laughs> like tele tele telepathy training? Um, I believe it's called ESP. Um, in the NY are these firemen worried that, that they're married to Drew Barrymore from Firestarter? Oh, and that's why. They can read her mind. Did your dad like take a ten dollar bill or five dollar bill and turn it into a hundo with a taxi driver? Was that that? Movie? I don't remember. I just remember yeah. that every time they'd use their superpowers, their noses would bleed. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. sort of like scanners, I guess. Their noses never saw bleed. scanners, but their noses Whoa, bleed. Oh, Michael Ironsides and that. He's very I've heard good. of them. Yeah, nose like, bleeding is good shorthand for superpowers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of, of the brain, ears yeah. bleeding is good shorthand for like something's wrong. <laughs> Eyes bleeding is also a similar oh. shorthand. Ah, Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Her eyes were bleeding. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was it. And Bleeding um, from a gunshot wound. And, Depends. And to keep it brief, and I know we're keeping it brief. That's how we do it here. Um, I, got the, I got the answer wrong. <laughs> After you went all in? After I went all in. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, pal. Well, you hey, know, it's like... Easy come, easy go. That's, that's the whole see, thing. Come see, come My whole thing was I didn't really want to do it. I found the process, the audition process, rather frustrating and bizarre. And I finally decided, you know, I'm going to do this just because it's something that I, I'm not comfortable with. So I'm going to do this stupid game show. And then once I started playing and actually getting questions right, I was like, oh, God, this is really fun. This hey, is exciting. Like I, I got excited by it. And because uh, the actual shooting the show part was actually pretty fun, and you shoot—it's a long story. It's like this: you shoot from your living room. That's the whole thing. They Skype contestants. Oh in, boy, this sounds like a disaster. I know. <laughs> and uh, how do they keep you from cheating? Well, it, it's, oh, because it's like it's because yeah, these questions you're yeah. not going to Google these these damn can't questions. Google fire firefighter telepathy. Yes, well, you can <laughs> actually. I think that's a. Uh, but you wouldn't think to Google that when yeah. they say, "What do firefighters?" I believe worry that about? was Event Comics did that. Um, they might have. Yeah, they may have. Ash. Um, Ash, a firefighter with telepathy. Well, I was just thinking about the other day. I wonder if Ash from Event Comics is like completely out of the picture because of Ash from Pokemon. Like Interesting. There's a new top Ash. What about Ash from Army of Darkness and Evil Dead? Yes. That predates Ash comic book. Yeah. certainly predates Pokemon. Yeah. But in the, in the pantheon of Ashes, like if we're talking about Ash... I'm talking about Ash. I'm pretty sure Evil <laughs> Dead Ash is... Evil Dead Ash trumps Pokemon Ash in terms uh, of popularity and famosity? Uh, which well, is how, a word for popular, fame. I mean, really, on, the, on the, the rankings of Pokemon, is Ash in the top five? No. No, but he's a hero, isn't he? He's, yeah, but I mean, he could be... They have like, they have like 500 different Pokemon. Yeah, but Ash is the kid that goes... Yeah, Ash is the kid that like, takes that ball out and says... Oh, Ash is the kid. He's yeah. not a po- oh, I thought he was a Pokemon. No, no, he's the kid with the oh, little okay. hat. That's a regular size hat. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so he's a little kid. He's a kid with a little hat, but it's just a regular size hat. Well, he's a little kid. Yeah. But the hat is like a hat-sized hat. Well, it's a kid size. It's hat. not a big hat. No, it's not like uh, like those old big foam cowboy hats. Do they still make those? That's the kind that... Uh, 
Nor- oh, speaking of game shows, Norm McDonald. Thank That's you. Right. Wears on Celebrity the Jeopardy. Celebrity Jeopardy. Yes. Exactly. Speaking when, of game shows. When he's dressed up as Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of game shows and right and yes. wrong answers. Yes. Who's recap Reign Supreme and who is recapitated? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're still doing um, that. All right. So I think that they were I think this is a tough a tough choice for him because they were equally boring. They were <laughs> you know what? They were equally boring and and I don't I do know. Have a you comment know? about mine that I'm going to save till after you vote. Okay. You know how the Oscars, like movies that come out right in the beginning of Oscar season, you feel like they get a little, they get forgotten a little bit by the time the voting actually occurs. Like the people come out right in what is it, January, what sure. have you. Well, I got to say, when Chris was reading his, um, <laughs> right after he finished, I was like, wow, that that was just terrible. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> But then the movie, I relaxed. Or the recap, yeah, oh. the recap okay. was was awful. It reminded me of some things, and then you know I was excited because you told me about ten ten things, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting. And oh, it folks, was folks love like <clears throat> a number of things. Yes, a numbers of things, yeah. lists, um, recaps. They've made books well, yeah, of lists. Yeah, books of lists. So, but then like around six or seven, I started thinking about like flowers yeah. and things. And I decided I really didn't like yours as much, yeah. or I liked yours less, or disliked yours more than his. So I'm saying he gets the he being Chris. He being Chris. Three sentences gets the recap. What recap? Uh, well, I get recapitated. You get recapitated. Yeah, get over here. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know what the winning thing would be. What, did, didn't you say it at the beginning? I can't remember what you said. He now. could be the recaptain. The I mean, recap. You could be the recaptain. Recaptain. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're the recaptain. I am recapitated. That's three in a row for you, Chris. Captain. I think I've lost my my skill at recapping. Hey. But I do want to point this out. As I was yeah. reading my ten sentences, I realized this is an earlier worst draft. Oh, I, you have a you have a. I had tightened it up a little, but slightly. Oh. That's on me. I also I might have sunk with, myself. I also disagreed with your review, which really did not help. Well, let's let's get into that. Okay. I think this movie was felt like I was watching like a high school play, with, like great actors doing these things that just seemed like I'm going to use the word milk toast. Well, all know, due respect to Tom Cruise. No, no, I, you know, look, it's, uh, you know, and to say that he stars in this, I don't know. Well, no, he, um, I think he has the least screen time of anybody. Does he? Oh, okay, I interesting, think. interesting. Of like the th- of the three segments, like we follow more of Meryl Streep than we do of him. It de- it definitely felt like, look, I mean, you definitely feel like you were watching a play or or multiple plays yeah. squeezed together. They um, all linked up, man. They. Like, I think, I like think Altman's Shortcuts. Yeah. Or P.T. Anderson's Magnolia starring Tom Cruise. I think it was originally meant to be a play, but they didn't think they could do the military sequences well, well, it, well I'm, on stage. Was it Did not a play? Did they never see Rushmore? Did, Did they never see Rushmore, the beautiful military sequences that <laughs> Max Fisher put on? No, they didn't. I no. just assumed this was a play. I, I kind of assumed the same. Yeah, I mean, was this was this in the Did fringe? research, Chris? The research said it was written as a play, and then they made it a movie because they didn't think that the military sequences oh. could be done okay. well on stage. All right, there you go. I should have mentioned wrong. Should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think it's uh, you know, I think I'm sure they would have been challenged to convey the kinds of concepts, you know, the sort of modern warfare radar, you know, just drone crap. Put that on they a were screen. Doing. I, I guess. But, I guess. So I thought there's, this movie there's was no way. There's no way they could have on stage showed. Two guys two, on two, the floor. Yeah, two guys isolated and then getting killed by the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't move? Impossible. You need 
<clears throat> you need giant screens. You need the scope of a of a screen to show two yeah. people sitting across from each other at a desk. Yeah. For yeah. two different se- uh, so so I think the movie yes. was as I used the word before, milk toast mm-hmm. and pretty pat across the board and mostly dull. You loved it. I don't know. No, look, <laughs> I did not love it. All I look when we had talked about me coming onto this podcast, we talked Tom Cruise movies. We talked things like World War of the Worlds, uh, Mission Impossible. Like, oh, that sounds like fun. You know, this is great. You yeah. Know, yeah. Rain Man, all these things. And then I didn't get back to you right away when we talked. And then <laughs> and then I did. And then, oh, we already we already booked those. And then, but well, OK, well, I'll do whatever's next. OK, cool. Lions for lambs. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is Lions for lambs? And then I'm watching it this week. My girlfriend texts me from our bedroom. She's like, what are you watching? She comes in. She goes, those guys screwed you. You got the worst movie ever. So anyway. Now, that said. I'm not angry. We knew. She maybe has never seen Legend. Yeah, Legend is rough. With Tim Curry? Yeah. Okay. It's you, visually arresting. I mean, it's, you know, there's I a guess. unicorn in it. What was it? What was it? The isn't that the, with the it? isn't that with no, the Wildor first. the Songmaster? Oh, <laughs> wait, you're, which you're thinking the first movie? First, movie. endless love, endless love. Your that's girlfriend's never seen endless love. Oh, that's rough. With, that's with Brooke. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, that's that's a challenging movie to watch. <laughs> yeah, I was challenging when I was 12 to watch that, and I'm like, I'm waiting for like side boob, and I'm like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> This is awful. But you got to see that guy's butt. It comes at a pr- yeah. It comes at a price. Yeah, one hundred percent true, Chris. It comes at a price. A price too high. I think. Now, for what it's worth, we knew yeah. that you had enough personality on your own. Mm. We could talk about candy the whole episode. Yeah. What? Like we can talk about this. Movie. Sweeten, yeah. sweeten this movie up a little <laughs> bit. Well done. High fructose corn syrup. It. Um, yeah. Well. I actually thought it was, you know, I, I, look, I appreciate Robert Redford. I like what he's trying to do. I watched this movie. And when was this movie made? 2007 it came out. 2007. It felt and and was shot a lot like a movie that could have come out in 1977. Sure. You know? And I appreciate that. I appreciate them trying to make a more subdued, sort of thoughtful piece. And I do think, look, you know, Redford was trying to make a provocative piece here that raised questions, um, looked at different sides of the issue. Um, but... It just, uh, you know, and it, it did. It did raise some. I, I think I thought it was provocative at times. But I thought it, it raised provocative. It raised the same issues that had been had been raised for the six years post September 11th, leading up to the movie. So it wasn't bringing anything new to the table. It was repeating the same. Well, maybe, but I mean, conversation. Maybe, but unless, uh, unless most people like to only hear selectively yeah, things right. that they agree yeah, with, yeah, but those people didn't go see Lions for Lambs. Well, certainly not. Maybe not. Maybe no. they got tricked I'm gonna into say, it. I almost guarantee those people didn't yeah. see Lions. Maybe for Lions. they thought. Tom Cruise action war movie. Let's go. Well, yeah. when you see the trailer, you will say that is a deceptive trailer. But we'll get to that after the break. But it was. It was. Uh, I thought. Uh, I didn't quite. You know. Look, the whole. Uh, the whole thing with the kid with Spider Man. You know, talking to Robert yeah. Redford. It was. I, I was like, well, a lot I, of superheroes in this movie. A lot of superheroes in the movie. A sidekick from Ant Man was one of the soldiers. That's right. Um, yeah. Michael was it? Michael Pena. 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 Um, who was Andrew great. Garfield was Spider-Man. Was yeah, Spider-Man. Robert Redford Robert was Redford in Captain was a, America. Yeah. Bad guy. Winter Soldier. Right? Yeah. 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 Tom and Cruise was almost the Mark. <laughs> you think he'll end up in a Marvel movie at some point? No. He doesn't no. need to. He's got his own franchise. Mission Impossible. Yeah, maybe. And the Mark. And the Mark. And the Mark. <laughs> so that's Rob Liefeld? Yeah. 
Okay. I thought that was like the Will Smith thing that he was doing. Well, I think, I think it Will Smith did, ended up being Will Smith. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then ended up being nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> ended up being <laughs> ended up being hashtag no comment. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Was Ta- um, yeah. Aunt May. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah uh, true. Uh-huh. Who else was in Derek this? Luke was the Black Panther. And who's he the guy was. who played her who's the guy who played her boss uh, at the newspaper? Uh he was Doc Ock. Yeah, right? he was Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, yeah He's yeah. great. He's on Veep now, but he was Doc Ock. <laughs> He's great in everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was but his Doc Ock is his finest performance. And then that girl that came in at the end of the parent the, the student teacher conference who's like, I need to check on my grade. Oh, the the annoying girl who can't read the sign on the door. Yeah, she was poison ivy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall that. Yeah, she it's a bit part in okay. Batman Begins. Oh, okay. She just sort of like Walks by with a plant. But everybody's okay, like, that's yeah, poison no, ivy. Yeah. I love it. like Easter egg. Yeah. I love Easter eggs. Easter egg. I that's do a love total Easter, Easter eggs. Egg. Those are great. Yeah. And then wasn't, uh, uh, what's his name? The actor who's also a director with the, with, the, with the goofy mouth. The guy who's running the military operation. He has a goofy mouth? Alec Berg? Not Alec Berg. Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Yeah. He's, He's a director. Like, what's he direct? He directed Friday Night Lights, the movie oh, version. Oh, oh, oh. Some other things. He's got a great face. That's what I mean. Like yeah. his, his, like yeah. I mean he's always looks, his face always looks pursed. Yeah, for sure. Peter Berg, what did he play? He was in a superhero movie, right? He was. He was, was he the Dark Horse X character? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that movie finally got made. I think he, I think he was. Uh, I think he was. Um, was he in the Lego movie? I think he was Body Bags. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was Body Bags. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> he was Body Bags. <laughs> Wow, uh, fan! He might have been in the Peter in the Lego movie. I don't know. Needless to say, I found I found elements of the movie to be thought provoking and thoughtful and interesting. You know, and but also uh, really boring. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely boring. Yeah, um, I, I felt like I felt like I should appreciate this more, but I don't. But there's a lot of movies. I mean, look, if you you know, I, I don't know. There's you know there's parts of the conversation that I'm like oh come on you know it's, I saw that along in college yeah, yeah. I'm like come on a little, yeah but I will just say this is the second time I watched this movie because I watched it oh. years ago oh. I'm like oh what's this movie about yeah as I was rewatching it I thought I can't believe I'm rewatching this movie <laughs> Have, has Meryl Streep ever been in a movie with Tom Cruise before I'm trying I to don't think. believe so I mean having seen nearly every Tom Cruise movie yeah, Meryl yeah. Streep has not shown up yet yeah so this would be no this is a all star cast. It's it's a great cast. Streep, it's a great cast. Redford, Cruz alone. But you know, you you look at it and you think, well, it's Robert Redford, and of course, Robert Redford, I think, is, has probably warm relations with almost every you know movie star in Hollywood. Sure, and he's he does the king a lot. of Sundance. He not only is he a movie star, but he does a lot for the film industry. Um, so I assume when he sat down and said, "Listen, I'm going to direct this thing," it's it's more of an old school type of film. They're like, "Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get on board." I have a feeling Tom Cruise is probably like, "Well, I've already worked with." Butch, now it's time to work with Sunday. Oh yeah, that's true. Butch it's Cassidy, in the way that you use it. <laughs> Butch Cassidy was played Great by music video. Paul, Paul Newman. Yeah, Sundance Kid, yeah. played by Robert Redford. That was in the Risky Business movie. No, that, that was in the Color of Money. No, it was in the Color of Money. Okay, yeah. when Vincent yeah. is playing. I pool. always mix those two movies. By, by the way, Color of Money, um, worst date movie in the history of date. It's movies. not well, a great movie. The Color of Money. Yeah. It's got some real flaws. There was a girl I had a big crush on in high school, and I'm like, let's go to this Tom Cruise movie. And we went, and I'm like, oh, fuck you, Vince. God damn it. You have ruined me. 
because because it was just a lousy date movie. Like we couldn't have been any less, you know, titillated by the end of it. It was <laughs> there was nothing. There was no feeling of of amorous right amorosia there at the end. So yeah. What about ambrosia? Oh, ambrosia it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Ambrosia is disgusting, though, right? I add it to my Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Ambrosia is yeah. gross. Do you know I've Ambrosia? never had it. No. It's like canned, like mandarin orange slices and like marshmallow isn't and some that, other. Ooh, isn't like, wow. isn't like the nectar of the gods or something? Yeah, supposed that's to right. Be. That, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. But I think as a dish, it's like some weird 50s. It's like Fluffinutters or something? <laughs> way, I mean, Fluffinutters taste pretty good yeah, yeah, in sure, a weird yeah, way. Yeah. Ambrosia is just like canned fruit and like Cool Whip. Have you ever heard of this? Marshmallows. Case? I think the only ingredient you're missing is Vegemite. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Spread that on. I only remember seeing this stuff once. Uh, at maybe at like a Tupperware party my mom was having. And Aww, I tasted it. I'm Tupperware. like, that's disgusting. Yeah. I was young enough to know. It sounds like something like the Tupperware ladies would call ambrosia. Let's yeah. mix the mandarin oranges yeah. and, and fluff and, and marshmallows. marshmallows and, w- and like Cool Whip. Yeah. And that's going to be delicious. We'll call it ambrosia. Yeah. Good, good impression <laughs> of a Tupperware lady. That is the origin of ambrosia, right there. You know, I grew up in a uh, I grew up in a trailer park, and there were some Tupperware parties happening there. So yeah, yeah was, I did not grow up in a trailer park, and yeah. there was a Tupperware party. Yeah, Tupperware parties, I think, are the thing that really level the playing field. <laughs> All right, one percenter. Because <laughs> I because right. I didn't grow up in a trailer okay. park. Yes. <laughs> All right. Look, look, it's it's you, you don't know, know what it was like. You don't know for guys like Jason. You don't and know what it was like. Yeah. yeah, what Jason's in the hood. Is, Jason had a double wide Will Smith style trailer. We did have a double wide. See? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of nice, yeah. It was Nebraska, right? It was Nebraska. I remember yeah. things. Ah, look at this guy. It wasn't Alaska. It wasn't Minnesota. Speaking of remembering yeah. things. Yes. I'm Memory think- time. I'm remembering that mm-hmm. we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. Mm. We are taking a break from the lions and the lambs to give you, our listeners, information. What kind of information? We'll do this real quick this time. The website, hatterentertainment.com slash cruisin', is where you can listen to the full archive of the shows, see show notes, watch trailers for the movies, and also through that site you can email us, and you can also email us at cruisin' at hatterentertainment.com. You could donate to support the show. You can sign up for my mailing list. I'm sneaking a plug in there. So that's the website. That's what you need pretty, to know about the website. Pretty sweet. You yeah. know, I actually download the show from iTunes, but I like to go to the website to check out show notes and such. Well, what's nice about the, the iTunes, you can subscribe there, and people can leave a review and a rating. And I what think kind people, of rating? Oh, hopefully people will give us a five-star rating and then write a review. We like to recommend people write uh, one of the following three words. Real, fun, inspiring. I hope nobody listens to our podcast and is inspired to give us a bad rating. Oh, that would be terrible. That would not I mean, be real fun. What are you doing with your life if you spend your time listening to a podcast and then give more time to it if you don't like it? Now, a lot of times, Chris, you like to suggest a fourth word in addition to real fun and inspiring. Oh, you want me to put me on the spot now? I like to put you on the spot. Okay. Um, good. Great. Now, speaking of being on the spot, I want to correct. I need to do a correction from last episode. 
the last episode that aired, Mission Impossible oh, yeah. 3. Oh, yeah. You made a major blunder. I made a major blunder. I opened the show by saying it was real, fun, and exciting. <laughs> and uh, I'm embarrassed. And you I'm ashamed. Be. And I apologize. Even though it's still accurate, those adjectives. Yeah, but come on. What I do can't, you mean, come on? I'm just saying, for 29 episodes, or 28 episodes, real fun and inspiring, and then out of nowhere, the only explanation I have is I ate too many chicken wings. And uh, the word. Well, how about the ex- how about this alternate explanation? Yeah, what's that? It was a particularly exciting show. Well, there's that too, but I'm 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 blaming it on chicken wings. I'm going to blame it on the boogie. <laughs> the good song. It is a good song. <laughs> it's uh, not even a slow jam by Michael Jackson. It's not. It's That's not. the Jacksons at their fastest. <laughs> is it their fastest? They can't control their feet. Yeah, but I feel like like ABC is pretty fast. Same speed. All right. I think in music they call that a tempo. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they call it speed. Speaking of speed, this is not a transition at all. Let's talk about plugs. I have my website, hatterentertainment.com, and my book, Picks, available at pixcomic.com, P-I-X-C-O-M-I-C, and if people buy the book there and enter coupon code CRUISIN, they save 15% on the print-digital or print-digital combo. What do you have to plug, Chris? ChrisGComics.com. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Let's talk about our guest, Jason Liebig. He's got a pretty cool website. Do you know it? Uh, I know it if it's collectingcandy.com. It is. It's also his his Twitter handle is uh, the at symbol collectingcandy. And he, I think we talked about in the episode, he, he, he is a collector of candy and candy wrapping. And he's a candy historian. And you it's know, a, after, after we talked about it. I, I thought to myself, you know, whose alley this would be right up? Who would who would really appreciate this website? Who? My my brother. Did you tell him about it? I told him about it. He says, oh, yeah, I know about that. I've referenced that a few times. It, it's great. Nice. I didn't know you knew that guy. Yeah, we know that guy. He's a guest on he's a, he's a guest on this very episode. As always, my brother is one step ahead of me. Just yeah. when I think, just when I think I got like, hey, I got something I can show him that's cool. Well, let me ask you this: Yeah, hey, I already know about that cool thing. Does your brother know about uh, Jason's YouTube channel, the Can- the Candy Geek? I might have to get back to you on that one because Jason's got a YouTube channel. If you look up the Candy Geek on YouTube, you can see videos he's making about candy and the history of candy. And hey, that guy's a that guy's a camera camera ready fellow. Well, he here's something we never talked about in his episode. He was an actor at one point, and he was on an episode of USA Up All Night, and he uh, stabs Gilbert Gottfried with a knife. <laughs> that's that's a true story. Well, I uh, hope that we're not going to get him into trouble by divulging that. Well, it wasn't a real knife. It was part of the bit. Oh, yeah. and Gilbert Gottfried's alive. Gilbert Gottfried is still alive. Indeed. The voice of that parrot, Iago, in Aladdin. Nevertheless, uh, apologies, Jason. If this leads to you getting questioned by the authorities. Apology. I accept the apology on his behalf. You're welcome. No problem. Hey, uh, we have a letter. Something in the mailbag came in. Let's hear it. I want to read it. 
This letter comes from a friend of ours from the convention circuit, the comics convention circuit, a guy named John Thurmond, who... Oh, boy. A fine gentleman, and... Now you... You are you, you're reading this to me for the first time, cold. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading. You have not. You want to get you want to get my honest, enthusiastic reaction out of this. Well, sure, we'll say that. But I also, <laughs> as part of the introduction explanation of who John is, he also has a podcast called Star Joe's, where he and his crew cover uh, properties from the '80s, cartoons, comics, movies, etc., of things like GI Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, that sort of thing. That's at it's Star- like a mashup of Star Wars to G.I. Joe. Exactly. Uh, and that's at StarJoes.com and also on iTunes and Stitcher and Facebook and all the, all the places where things are found. But let's read his letter. It says, hello, gents. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Treating us with respect right out of the gate. Absolutely. I've missed seeing both of you on the convention circuit this year. However, I feel like I'm staying connected via the podcast. Nice. It's working. Had to share with you and the listening audience just how powerful your show is. I travel a bit for work, and a few weeks ago, was in a hotel in Columbus, Ohio. Apparently, I left the TV on as I went to sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night, and there on the screen was a kid on a quiz show singing opera. The next thing I know, there's John C. Riley talking about music. I said to myself, quote, Oh, that's Magnolia. Greg and Chris discussed this on Cruising Together. End quote turned off the TV and went back to sleep without having to figure out what I just saw and I've never watched the movie. Thanks wow, for the we are, we are we are having a major impact. Yeah. Thanks for the encyclopedic review of Thomas Cruise Maypother the 4th's filmography. I for one greatly appreciate it. Looking forward to the next episode. Keep up the real fun and inspiring work, John. He got it right too. He said inspiring. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he is not a fool like I am. You fool. But I'm just thank saying. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you, John. We are ha- Now, I'm just going to say this. You probably should have just stayed up and watched Magnolia. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking going back to sleep. I don't know what you were thinking falling asleep. Going back to sleep in the middle of the night when you could have stayed up for another two hours. I mean, you should have woken up, realized what you had done, got into a time machine, started the movie from the beginning, watched all three hours of it, then re-listen to the episode of, of Cruising Together, and then gone to sleep. Yeah. Or uh, go back in time with that time machine. Gonna go back in time. Find out uh, the answer to Greg's burning question. What did New Coke really taste like? That is one of my burning questions. If I had a time machine, I would go to the day before New Coke came out. I'd get a can of Coke. I'd wait a day. I'd buy a can of New Coke. And I would taste test them against Coke Classic and you see. Are cu- I feel like you're cutting it kind of close there. What, the one-day changeover? Yeah, because, like, what if the store that you bought the uh, original Coke from, like, they jumped the gun and they're like, well, I'd stock it. What are you supposed to sit here with empty shelves? I would ask. I would, new Coke? I would just ask somebody. He's like, hey, can I get a can I get a can of Coke? Just I just need one. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be honest with you. It might. Oh, then I'd go to a different store. I'm saying set your time machine back an extra week. Oh, that's a long time to be in 1984 or whatever it was. Are you kidding me? I guess I could just go see Back to the Future a hundred times. Wrong year, I know. You could, you could do a lot of things a hundred times, but you couldn't True. see Back to the Future. I could play I could play a lot of Donkey Kong and maybe beat uh, Billy whatever's record. <laughs> Billy whatever. Whatever that guy's name is. Hey, did Billy... you know... 
Not, not to cut you short, but do you know that uh, as of this episode, there are 10 movies left for us to cover? It is amazing how quickly time flies. This is uh, episode 30, movie 30 of 39, which means this I'm already, is... I'm already feeling nostalgic for the early days of cruising together. Those were the days. But listen, in the in the next 10 episodes, we will uh, we'll talk about what may or may not be happening next. We're figuring it out ourselves. But next in terms of what? Like what Tom Cruise is going to do next or what we're going to do next? All those things. What happens after episode 39? That's the question on the table. I have a just off-the-cuff suggestion. How about episode 40? Yeah, what's that? It's the number that follows 39. Excellent. Or if we're going in order. Excellent suggestion. We'll discuss it. In the meantime, speaking of following and discussing, we should get back to following our discussion of Lions for Lambs. Let's get back to it. We're back. Ready for round two. You're your own man now. And the decisions you make are yours and yours alone. From here to the end. Super Let me tell you about trailer. the last two kids I had that gave me hope. You two guys could choose any graduate school in any field you want. I think you're missing the point, Doc. But that the Army's a better gig? These events are going to define our lives. Well, I'll tell you, right now, that is a dead-on statement. Dead-on statement. Yeah. You're the first to call me the future of my party, and this is me returning the favor. To discuss what, exactly? To see if you'd like to write an honest-to-God story again. What's the story? Do not believe everything you read in the papers. The enemy is getting stronger. The enemy is getting uglier. This trailer is so and much more compelling than the movie. Good. Roger that, sir. Rodriguez? All up, sir. Glad to hear it. Uh... You will introduce the enemy to the full measure of American mean. Are we clear? Sure. You've already sold the war. Now I'm asking you to help me sell the solution. Lock and load! Senator, yeah, what have like we been doing down. for the last six years? What is relevant is the implementation of a new strategy. Two minutes! Don't you think it might be critical to examine how we got to this how point? How and why is not the issue now. We have to move forward. So when does it start? They didn't land at their objective. Where did they land? Crash landed so dramatic. South on the yeah. There are people all over the world, every day, who are fighting to make things better. If it takes the trailer, so that's how long we stay. We do whatever it takes. Aren't they all? The air this one's especially. <laughs> they bank on your empathy. They plan strategies around it. The Charlie Tech is alive! ETA to my boys. The problem is not with the people that started this. The problem is with us, who do nothing. It was all right there. If we had bothered to connect the dots. Do you want to win the war on terror? Yes or no? This is the quintessential yes or no question of our time. Can they see us? Yes or no? Damn. Lions for Lambs. Lions for Lambs. Dramatic trailer. Wow. For a movie. Yes. I just want I want Robert Redford to call me into his office and like give me advice and inspiration. You know, does that ever happen? 
That only happens in movies, right? Professors don't ever like take an interest in a particular student I unless had, it's no, like. No, I had I had a professor mm. never for an hour, but I, I sort of yeah. talked to a professor for twenty minutes. I had a professor once tell me I was uh, pretty much an idiot for making the plans I was making. Yeah, and yeah, my mm. professor wanted offered was he, to. Was he right? No, he. I said I wanted to work in the comic book business, and he said, eh, "I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket." And I was like, "That's the only basket I want." <laughs> and what was it, what was his teacher teaching? Uh, he was a Shakespeare professor. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, a basket. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had a teacher. I'll never forget. Shakespeare industry. Yeah, I had a teacher in Maybe junior it is. high. Doesn't everyone do Shakespeare. Yeah, someone must be getting money someplace somehow, right? I, I think would that's think all so. Public domain, though. It is public domain. Yeah, 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 it's it was, like when it, oh, we're going to be putting on. Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah. Yeah. Is it all just... They don't charge for that, right? And then all free? Uh, well, it's endowed. I think that's... Yeah. By like the public members, actors, part of the public Members theater. get to go because they pay. And, so yeah. these actors are getting major bank. The actors are probably doing uh, it for, for little to nothing. But to say the words of the bard. To tread the boards. Oh, for a muse of fire that what? would ascend the greatest heaven of invention. Yeah. What light through yonder window breaks? Oh. You got one? Was it Julius in the uh, East? Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got one. I got one. Uh, uh, hey, don't go in there. Don't go in there. I, uh, yeah, I, think, go, you, I, I think you went in there. I thought you were going to go et tu brute. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah. Look at you. I, know some, I, I was in eighth grade. Oh. I learned a couple of things. Mm. Something about boil, boil, toil, and trouble. Bubble, bubble, toil, and trouble. That's Macbeth, right? Uh, that might be Macbeth. I'm not sure. I read the comic book adaptation of Macbeth. Get thee gone, thy dwarf. Thy hindrance of Minimus. No, is it hindrance or Minimus? What's that or from? Minimus Midsummer Night's Dream? Night. I think it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Only because I saw Dead Poet Society. Uh, d- Speaking of Dead Poet Society. Yeah? Yeah. No, the uh, the, scene, uh, <laughs> the scene the scene with Spider-Man and Robert Redford reminded me a bit of the scene from, uh, not Dead Poets, but what's the thing with uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Reminded me a little bit of that Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Sort of, you know, hey, it's up to you. What's your yeah. line from Goodwill Hunting, Chris? Mm. My line from Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, what's the line you were saying? No. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> Jacob was here. Uh, yeah, what was the line? I don't remember. Do you like Ultra Magnus? <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Uh-oh. we were hanging out. I feel like it's not even worth it now. But oh, there's no way this will translate. It'll translate. I He's ask, translating ask, it. ask Jason. Okay. All right, Jason. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you like Ultra Magnus? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Just say say you. Oh, I do. I do like Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Well, how do you like them Ultra Magnuses? <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> Ultra Magnus is a transformer. <laughs> makes, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Was he just Magnus before, and he got like the? I think he was always Ultra. As far as John I know, Cube or something transformed. He must have been Magnus at some point. I would think so before he became Ultra No, because Ultra Optimus Magnus. Prime was never just Prime. He was always Optimus well, Prime. He was Orion Pax. Uh, Prime. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hot Rod. Hot Rod became Rodimus Prime. He became Rodimus Prime. Right. To be a Prime. It's Prime time. So, so I don't know if there's something of eating an Ultra. I just imagine as a baby, he was probably just Magnus. Yeah. Maybe just Mag. Maybe right. just Mag. Oh, like yeah, that Magnus, makes a lot of sense. Like Magnus Magnuson, or, right? The, the, Magnus the super Magnuson. strong guy yeah, from course. these strongman yeah. competitions. Yeah. That was yeah. a guy. 
Yeah. It's yeah. a real guy. I know. Yeah. He used to list a refrigerator on his back. Yeah, he's got a heck of a name. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd, you'd think they'd see that coming. You know, like Magnuson. that he was going to be a big strong guy because they've named him that. Now, during the break, we tried some of this candy. Oh, yes. I feel like we should address the candy in the room. Address the candy in the room. Uh, first, we tried the Vegemite dairy milk. Mm-hmm. From Cadbury. From Cadbury. Now, do you think the people that made this chocolate... First, they made regular chocolate, and they looked around at each other, and they're like, we're not going to be able to sell this. We're not going to be able to keep this in stock. Like, people are going to buy it it's too fast. We need to slow it down. <laughs> right, and then they like, put, we'll put caramel in it. Like, put that's some, not like a cooler, like, huh. like the Vegemite was the cooler? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Interesting. Uh, very possible. Or they just said, you know, we're going to get these. Like, these Australians are not buying chocolate. All they do is eat this Vegemite. Maybe if you put Vegemite in the chocolate, the Australians will buy it. Interesting. Maybe Either they way. Looked, maybe they looked at another popular spread. They looked at peanut butter. Right. And they, they, because they get our TV like 40 years late, um, they saw things like, oh, you put your chocolate on my peanut butter. Your peanut butter is in my chocolate. Blah, 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 they go great together. Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm going to defer to, I think we're about a year away from uh, <laughs> Reese's. Hummus cups. <laughs> yeah. Reese's kale. I think we've already got them. Do they have hummus? Go to the organic aisle, man. Yeah. I'm sure. They're not putting hummus. Maybe, Maybe they're not putting hummus. Um, uh, the sesame seed stuff. They're putting stuff in What's there. What's that? Sesame seed stuff? The sesame seed paste. Uh, tahini. Brioche. Oh. I bet you they're putting tahini in those Maybe. things. I was at Trader Joe's yesterday. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, they have like yeah. cookie butter. Yes. They have cookie butter cream cheese, and that seems like a bit much. Oh. Cookie butter. Yeah. Cookie butter, it's called... Um, it's those Biscoff cookies. Yeah. But I guess that's the brand name. Peanut butter. Speculose. Speckloose, right? Speckloose? I, I think it's spec... I don't know. Okay, peanut Speckloose. butter tastes like peanuts. Yeah. Cookie butter. I'm chestnuts taste like... Chestnut butter tastes like chestnuts. <laughs> I assume cookie butter tastes like cookies. It's very sweet. But these what kind butter of, tastes what, like these nuts. But what kind of cookies? That's a good question. <laughs> well, then they have cookie butter cookies. Which to me is, is, you know, I've tried a lot of candy in my day, and at one point they had a, what is it? Oh, well. It's like refried beans. And I've, I've also had a lot of cookies, and they had a McFlurry, not a McFlurry, a Blizzard, a Dairy Queen Blizzard flavored Oreo cookie. So I'm like, but what <laughs> made it the Blizzard is the Oreo. Yeah. So you're basically saying it's an Oreo flavored cream Oreo cookie. Imagine so, they crumble that up and put it into a Blizzard. I think you would you would cause some kind of rift in the sweet <laughs> the sugar, sugar continuum. continuum. That just might be the recipe <laughs> to neutralize global warming. I like it. Yeah. That of volcanoes. Oh, global warming, an issue of the day. Yes. Much like Lions for Lamb tackled the issues of the day. Yeah, I think if he had chosen one thing to attack, he could have made a point much stronger. I think he spread too thin. I think it's easy to criticize. Of course it is. With hindsight. I'm literally in an armchair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you literally are in an armchair. What do you mean yeah. one thing to attack? What do you mean? Like, instead of attacking journalists and policymakers and the war effort and... I don't think he was attacking. And apathy among society. And apathy. I, yes. I don't even think he was initially attacking. Uh, I think attacking he was just painting the, the picture. Like attacking is, is maybe the wrong word. Instead of going for a tapestry. Presenting. Instead of a tapestry. Yes, he was presenting. If he had taken a microscope to something. But then somebody would have been like, well, he's not showing the whole picture. It's a lose-lose, really. He did, you know, that's the thing. He did try to show the whole picture. There's the moment when uh, Tom Cruise talks about, okay, let's say we pull out our troops now. This is what happens. This, this, and this. It's the pragmatic sort of... 
you know, the sort of answer to... Uh, it's the Jay Leno, I make fun of everybody, yeah. but then it's never funny. Like, you're not making a <laughs> funny joke. If you're, if you're taking on everybody, you're not taking on anybody. Jay Leno takes on everybody? That was one of the things I remember hearing him say, like, eh, you know, I, I don't take sides. I, I make I oh, jokes right. about everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, it is this idea that if you, if you make a provocative statement, it's, it can mean something, but then if you apologize a day yeah. later, then you didn't really say anything at all. Right. And if you if you stick to it, even if it costs you something, if the co- maybe the cost is too high, much like the side boob in Endless Love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I've I've heard a lot well, of that people. That was the cost. <laughs> yes, that was the cost. That was the payoff. You hear people say things, and you know, then they like sort of back down from them, and it's like, okay, well, then you didn't really say anything at all. Now, yeah. if memory serves, I think there is actual boob in Endless Love. Okay. But it's body double boob. Uh, yeah, sure. It's still the cost is kind of high. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of uh, the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I haven't seen in a very long yeah. time. Yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christopher Atkins. Brooke yeah, Shield. Christopher Atkins. I remember things. Brothers and sisters, you know, sort of in love together. But they weren't really brothers. They were just stranded on that island. Oh, they were cousins. I think. Were they maybe. cousins? Oh, I think they were just strangers on okay, an island. Okay, sure. I don't remember. <laughs> no, yeah, they were. Okay. <laughs> they were related. <laughs> That's the whole freaky ass. Wait, you're saying they were related? Yes, they were blood related. In the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blonde, curly-haired Christopher Atkins and dark, straight-haired Brooke Shields are related. Yes. You missed the whole. You missed the whole flowers in the attic sub subtext of that movie. Flowers it wasn't in the attic even came subtext. many years later. Never seen it. Flowers in the attic or Blue, Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Okay. Wow. Also oh. never seen Flowers in the Attic. There's been a lot of versions of it. I think. What's the author's House of name? V.C. Yes. Andrews. That's that's Flowers in the Attic. V.C. Andrews. Yeah, House of Yes is another incest oh. story. With Parker Posey. Yeah, of course, another film. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, based on a play. It's possible. It's very much based yes, on a play. You guys know yeah. everything about incest movies. <laughs> got it. Star oh, Wars. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Know your enemy. <laughs> know your enemy. <laughs> My enemy is incest. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Brothers and sisters living together. Let's do some Top Toms. Should Ooh. be challenging. Yeah. It's going to be challenging. <laughs> Jason, do you know why we play this song? I don't know. Because the name of the group is the Tom Tom Club. <laughs> That's super obscure and <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, there you um, go. Congratulations, Greg. Yeah. So it's the Tom Tom Club. So you say. So you use that for your top toms. Yeah. Tom Tom Top Toms. Yeah. It's a play on words, but one you just. It's so out there. It's it's almost Greg like. Yeah, it's, it's so out it's there. It's obscurity. It's like it's so out there, like cosmically, that it wraps around like the universe itself and like time itself so it touches back upon the original. Wait, extra- are you saying that you know for absolute certain the universe and time wrap around back around themselves? I am saying with absolute certainty that the universe, like the Tom Tom Club, all comes back to Tom. Okay. And now the pillow top of this mattress is the song is called The Genius of Love, which is appropriate for a, seg- a segment where we talk about the best Tom Cruise bits, moments, and lines in the, in the movie. Okay, I thought you were going to say it's appropriate for the Lions for Lambs. <laughs> no. Now, I I have a, a macro top Tom and a micro top Tom. Oh. I don't know if you guys have given it as much thought. I've Again, I've seen this movie now twice. I'm just thinking of like a little Tom Cruise now running around. Like oh, that would be great. Like a little minifig. Yeah. 
mini. So thing. should I start us off or does somebody <laughs> want to jump in? I'll start. Okay. This is the first Let's... movie I have no top toms. Whoa. Wow. I'm done. Wow. Damn. That's perf- you guys have done a lot of these, right? Like, yeah, yeah this which is the 30th movie. 30? Yeah, of 39. And this is the first time you haven't had a top tom. Yep. That and I have is, a macro and a micro. That's a significant. That's significant. Yeah, right that there. is. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to go, Jason? Or do you want me to do my macro? I'm a little, look, I'm a little afraid. I'm a little, especially after that. All right, like, then I will do know, mine. Yeah. And then you I'm can. Afraid. I need so to ease into this pool. On the macro. Yeah. Watching this movie, I will say it felt like Tom Cruise was the guy that didn't sound like he was reading lines from a play. He seemed to really be this senator. And and not sound like he was acting. And you're saying you thought Meryl Streep sounded like she was acting? I thought th- I thought she sa- it sounded like she was reading lines from a play. Mm, okay. In certain parts. Okay. On the micro, there's a part where it comes back from another storyline, comes back to Jasper Irving, and he takes a sip of coffee, and the sound he makes after he takes this sip, it's like he's crunching on something. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a weird bit of audio. But he's clearly like swallowing, but like swishing it in his mouth. That's my top tom. Huh. I'm telling you, this movie is, he pretty much spends most of his time sitting behind a desk or walking around the desk. Yeah. And taking a jacket That's off. pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Taking a phone call, having a guy whisper yeah. loving things <laughs> yeah. in his ear. There's not much to yeah. it. So I had to yeah. find, he, he, sit, he, sit, he sips the coffee, he goes. Oh, and, and like, but that, that was, was that was probably the uh, what is it the gaffer who does the sound it's stuff? It's possible. I had to rewind. <laughs> Not the is it the gaffer who does the sounds? <laughs> like it's the Foley artist. Foley, thank you, Foley yeah. artist. Yes, not the gaffer. It's the Foley. Artist. I say his performance is all so completely even keeled. Yeah, he never has one of his big raging like. There's no top. You are a killer. There's no there's no top and there's no bottom. Well, he does. Look, he does. You it's know, the quintessential he, question of our time. He has some. He has some things in there that he does. Maybe I just think his lines don't sound his lines sounded like what a senator would say, not like what a writer would want a reporter to say or what a writer would want a professor to say. I feel like if anything if he was playing something, he was playing restrained, you know. I mean, look, you could see there's things happening with his body language and things. It's tremendous. I think Meryl Streep on the other hand, I, I love look, I I think Meryl Streep look, it's 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 so lame to say, oh, Meryl Streep is so wonderful because it's sort of like you're expected to say that. Right. And I do think she's fully capable of hamming it up and phoning it in um, because when she phones it in, it's still, it's still interesting and good. Um, but there's some, there's some things he asked her and like she sort of giggles. You know, and I'm thinking like nobody else would have read that line that she says and would have laughed out loud because it's sort of like where does it even fucking come from? But. And but I like that, you know. I thought, oh, that seems very genuine and very real. And I'm sure with her, she was whatever. I mean, it was it was a real thing. Um, but top Tom, yeah, I had one, and now I, <laughs> I forgot it. Um, but was it? Was it he takes his jacket off and hangs it over that? No, you know, thing? no, that, that, that's it's. You're right. I mean, it is so like you're, you're talking you about like, talking about dancing on the head yeah. of a pin here, trying to find anything that stood out. <laughs> I think. Oh, you know what? No, I know what it was. My top Tom was actually when Tom leaves the room, and we are left with Meryl Streep to look at the pictures, the photos on his wall. One of them, which is just t- the Time Magazine article, yeah. which she wrote. Which she has her moment of taking responsibility for. But my favorite top Tom 
is when she looks over at the picture from Taps, <laughs> and there's the photo <laughs> of Tom from Taps. I'm like, that's from Taps. <laughs> that's, I wondered if that was Tom. from Taps. Oh, it's got to be. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Because I think that's the uniform. That's the dress uniform from Taps. It's possible. So that, it's like a so. set photo or something from Taps. And I was like, oh, that's my top Tom right there. <laughs> that's, you know what? Yeah, that's Perfect. my top Tom. Who's the godfather of James Brown. You know why we play James Brown right here? There's no reason. <laughs> no, it's part of the song. It's all the same song. I don't know why they say James Brown, but they do say they do James James. Oh, in James. the Tom Tom Club. Song? Oh, the Tom Tom Club. Yeah, it's still okay. the same song. Should we cycle right into cruise? I feel like cruise control. There's going to be a lot more juice to this one. Whoa. I don't know. Let's find out. This is a story about control. Cruise. And this time I'm going to do it my way. Cruise control is where we take control of the movie and talk about what we would change to make it better and make it worse. I know what I would do, but who wants to start? This is great power and great responsibility. Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. Jason, do you want to start? Face. I wish you could see Chris's face. Know, My it's like, God. It's like constant. It's it seems like, like he's just force-fed Vegemite. It's like I haven't <laughs> considered this until just now. <laughs> it seems like for somebody who had no top toms, you'd have like a list of things you'd want to change. Well, that's 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 the whole gist of it, really. That's the whole problem. It's too much. It's kind of like... You don't want it to just say, it, make it, it better. It's like if, so, if somebody offers you a job. That's what Todd McFarlane would say. What would he say? Make he it would better. say, make it cooler. Make this movie cooler. <laughs> Get back to me when it's cooler. But when you're not really, it's almost, there's no parameters on it. It's like anything you do would improve this movie. Mm. Would it, you could put, uh, how about more robots? Yes. Yeah, but come on, like within the scope of the thing. He did say, look, What's that's more robots. Though? I mean, look, he said more robots. It's true. That's a real thing. How about Andrew Garfield Puts decides to become, dedicate his life to like uh, science he gets bitten by a spider and dovetails right into Spider-Man. Connects. Whoa. Oh, this movie connects. Is that your cruise control? Interesting. That's pretty good. And then the professor becomes uh, part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. That's right. Because he decides like, hey, I can't get through to the, to these kids. Well, it looks like Tom Cruise was in a superhero movie after all. I'll say. This is a prequel to the Marvel Universe. We've got to like Marvel CGI Cinematic him Universe. into the scene in Iron Man where he's on the Senate floor trying to get the uh, technology from Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yes. But here is here's yes. the cruise control I came up with. All right. Again, it has nothing to do with Tom, but it's the movie. All right. Um, the soldiers who go to war. Yeah. They Matt don't, and Ben. They don't join the military. They do something else. They Maybe they... they, and they community service? Out, or no, no, no. They survive the military. They come back and they do that community service program where you take your junior year of high school. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And I want to see how that one thing would turn. And I was thinking, like, as they were presenting that, I thought that was intriguing. That was the most intriguing part of the movie. Yeah. To me was the, the thought, like, hey, I wonder how that would work. Derek Luke becomes president. Michael Pena becomes vice president. They change the world. You say Michael Pena becomes vice president? Yeah, to Derek Luke's president. Why couldn't we have a Hispanic man be president? Yeah, why does it always have to be a black guy <laughs> as the president? Hey, it's a little on the nose. When, That's all I'm saying. When two friends join the army together, yes. do they end up always, always. serving together? Absolutely. Like they never split up the guys? Like, hey, Unless they're brothers, and then they put them in different... You know, then they have to, one has to well, go rescue the Well, they'll definitely split up the brothers because they yeah. don't want to kill all the brothers. Right. After the, after yeah. the Sullivans. Correct. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Private Ryan saying, Sullivan? Like, 
If two guys join the army, like, like, can they request, like, hey, we want to, like, hang out? Can we? Of course they can. Can we fight on the same They're team? To- like, the army's totally cool and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay. There's all right, then yeah. pick a buddy. I think when you join the army, like, all right, pick a buddy. Because that's how it was in Stripes. Actually, and that's how it was in this movie. Actually, are you familiar with the Battle Buddies program? Is that toys? No, Battle Buddies. Are you? <laughs> no, I shouldn't make fun because it is a real thing. But every time I hear the- they're like, Battle Buddies! Yeah. <laughs> It does sound like an like an action figure for like toddlers, but it's a real thing. I'm sorry, I shouldn't make light. Well, the buddy system is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. but like battle buddy. buddies is a program for like guys who are out and guys who are in and having serious emotional problems. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that's not, not in combat. That's not like hey, be my battle buddy. No, 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 no. Let's uh, share no. ammo. Yes, <laughs> yeah, ammo. Boy, dramatic stuff. Heavy ammo. All right, and I yeah. thought in the end, look, I thought in this movie they said, oh, we're more valuable alive. Yeah. Then and you know what the I will say the Taliban forces could have put more effort into capturing them alive. That's all I'm saying because you know it's they just there's just two guys. They're just two guys. And they raise your gun on you, you get to shoot them. <laughs> so I wanted them to come back and you know have a life in public policy. Well, that's the thing. So you have the same cruise control? No, 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 no. Oh, no okay. They shot them because yeah. they raised their weapons up. Yeah, yeah. Right? They put themselves but, in that position. But before that, they were trying to make them. Spend Run all their ammo. Yeah, sure. So why didn't they just like? Oh wait, they put their aren't their guns up. Let's everyone hold on a second. Let's see if they expend more ammo. Because they did. They did shoot one shot after they. Like, oh, saved they, that's ammo. right. They saved a couple bullets. Then they kill a guy. They kill a tally, as they call him. So then the Taliban was like, "We're not going to fall for this again." If he picks that gun up, he's going to shoot because he got more bullets. They're mm. not out yet. Maybe. So they sort of had in death. They had a victory. Yeah. Mm. I can tell you, my cruise control was very uplifting. Well, will mean something to people who listen to this show. So I have been trying to parse out what makes a Tom Cruise movie a not good Tom Cruise mm. movie. And over the course of these things, I've determined that the appearance of pigeons is an indicator that a Tom Cruise movie is not going to be great. And there were pigeons in this movie? No. They should have put some pigeons in it so early we would on. Know. So we would know. Like when, when, the profe- when the kid goes to see the professor, there should be like some pigeons fluttering around. And you go, I get it now. Or a pigeon behind the professor's window... Or something. So that we would know, oh, this one's not so good. What about the two the two army guys? They were sort of metaphoric pigeons, yes. They were pigeonholed. They were pigeonholed. I don't know if that's the right use of that word. It's not. Okay. <laughs> were they were they sort of pigeons in the fact that they were sacrificial, you know, in a way? Like That's a lamb. A sacrificial no, but hence lions but in for the, in, lambs. In crime, like, you know, it's like isn't there like what's a stool pigeon? Is that just someone who's too stool no, that's sort of thrown to the bus, isn't it? I think so. I thought a stool pigeon was somebody who talked. That, that's, that's a rat. A, that's a rat, but I think it might be a stool pigeon, too. It might also be a stool yeah, pigeon. Yeah, depending upon your era. So, yeah, I would add stool pigeon. I would either add pigeons or I would add a scene where Tom Cruise has to run to at least get something blood flowing. Yeah. Okay. But you were going to say something about stool pigeon? I changed my mind. All right. Mm. Jason, what is your cruise control? You well, are in... Cruise control. I have, you know, in my days as a story editor, I always thought there are certain cheap things you can do to make almost any story better. Certain cheap things. Now, these may be shaped by the fact that I was working on the X-Men, but I believe there are two things. And this is not what I... I, These are not my prepared comments, but it just occurred to me. (laughs) He says he pulls out a scroll. (laughs) These are not my prepared comments. I was going to come up with something like... Jason brought a teleprompter with him. So they're very cheap nowadays. Um, so 
I love technology in that way because you can just bring your teleprompter. Not with as you much as you, you see. Yes. Well, there's an app for that. There is an app for that. Everyone with a phone has a teleprompter. That's right. That's right. It's everyone with a phone has a telephone. That's right. They have a telephone. Boom! Nailed it. So <laughs> I always said there's two things you can you can make any story uh, more compelling to people, and they're cheap. You can make characters you didn't think were related actually related, right? That's one thing you can do. Sure. And the other thing is time travel. Oh boy! <laughs> so now we're getting into something. So I look at I look at lions for lambs, and I think, well, you could make uh, Robert Redford uh, the senator's father, or sure. you could make uh, Andrew Garfield the senator's brother, and and that would make this somehow more compelling because you could say, well, listen, your brother just went through. He did was the star pupil, blah 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 blah. Did all these things. And I'm like, I don't want to be like him. He's the part of the problem. I hate him. I hate my brother. I hate him. And you'd be like, oh, I get that, because I also have a brother, and I also have siblings that I dislike. Or Could whatever. the senator be his father? Yes. Oh, illegitimate son. Like I he hate my father. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Because sure. Well, because he they already established him as sort of like a privileged kid who's going to this you know this sort of reputable you know university. So absolutely, yeah. And his father could be responsible for now, this stuff. But these are cheap tricks. You're saying. I believe they're cheap. My, that's my opinion. So does that actually... So you're saying this is going to fool some people, but it's not really going to fool you into thinking it's a better movie. And yet... Well, it, I suppose it depends on what the goal is, but you know, you're just asking me how I would change this yeah. movie to time make it travel, more successful. Though. Time travel. I think yeah. you would fool time me travel with time travel. <laughs> I would be fooled <laughs> 100%. And because there's a this moment... A there's a moment where we're talking... I think multiple characters talk about the Romans, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe Tom Cruise does. Sure. But I believe Robert Redford does as well. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, because they, they talk about uh, democracy and government. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and so I think there's something to be said for one of these people being a time traveler from the Roman era. Oh, so you're somebody from the past in the present. I always think that's interesting. Like, the <laughs> 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 like what if he was, you know... He was Homer, Homer, Titus Andronicus, uh, you know, some Caesar of some et sort. Et tu Brute. Et, oh, et tu Brute. Circle gets the square. Yes. Yeah. That. So if I was going to do that, I would say um, make those guys related. And it doesn't matter which one. Any one of them will do. The father, oh. you know, the father's son would work. What yeah. if it's a flip? Andrew Garfield is the senator's father, but he's traveled back in time. Oh. And he's a student to try and change history, but he's apathetic because something happened ah. in the time stream oh also and i need to bring this up because i was pretty sure i was pretty sure that meryl streep's character was going to be married to robert redford's character. oh there's another I, connection pretty much that was what i saw coming i saw when she got into that car at the end i thought she was going to get on the phone with robert redford she goes i just had a terrible day and he's i had a terrible day and then they're going to realize oh wait a second we're, we basically had the same day and all these things are connected then they were going to she was going to write an expose because he had secret information and all that, but that didn't happen. So that's yeah. cruise control. Some, I had a moment where I assumed that. So, <laughs> well done, well done, Jason. Okay, you brought the imagination to the nation. Yeah, it's the sugar. <laughs> it's very clearly the sugar. Yeah. Are you constantly just riding sugar? You like, would think. You would think so, but no. I, I tend to not eat most of the stuff. I would. I, I would think that you don't because you're. Yeah. You're. Uh, a lean man. Lean, yeah, leaner, yeah. Would you call him mm. a lean machine? He's a man. Uh, yeah, lean man. He's more man than machine. 
more man than you're machine. Saying, you're saying he is not like the six saying, million dollar man. I'm saying when we met him, he was entirely a machine. But, his, but then he got his his arm chopped off. His robot arm was chopped off, replaced with a, an organic arm, and his body has gradually been replaced. Almost now, it's he's completely man. All human parts. All, All human, human parts. Carbon based. Yes. A life form. Carbon based life form. That's from Terminator, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, based on the voice you were. Yeah. Doing. Well, yeah. I was. I was invoking the Terminator. The T. What is it? Eight hundred. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know what Schwarzenegger was. I think it was a T six or T eight hundred. I think maybe yeah. T eight hundred. I just know T one thousand. T one thousand. Liquid metal. Man. Liquid yeah. metal. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we can't stop this thing with bullets, but that didn't stop them from riddling him with bullets throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. It just slowed him down. That's all you got. I guess that's all you could do. Yeah. You have to try something, right? Gotta try something. Yeah. Have you seen the new one? The new Terminator? No. I haven't seen it either. It looks interesting. I have not seen the Terminator since Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh, God, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> to you, the Terminator franchise is this perfect little piece of yeah. fiction. Yeah. It's awesome. Not th- must up. I think the scene I want to see in the new Terminator movie is probably not in it. Control. But it would be. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, is, what is the scene that you want to see? I would want to see... Uh, Aged Arnold, like the new the new team yes. when, the, when he shows up, and he like there's a scene in the trailer at least that makes it seem like he's he's facing off against the original Arnold from the first movie. That I believe is 100 percent in the movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But then I want them to like have a conversation. Oh really? Prob- not just like a gun battle. Like fuck off, asshole. No, you fuck off, like, asshole. Wait a minute, you look just like me. <laughs> no, you're the one that look like me, except way older. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>